Man, my holiday bills are almost as hard to get rid of as my in-laws. I guess my budget will be my New Year's resolution again. Hi there, friendly S&T banker here. The aftermath of the holidays can be tough. Have you thought about using the equity in your home to consolidate your debt? I can do that? Yep. Home equities are one of the lowest cost financing options. At S&T Bank, we can help you so you can have a financial fresh start. Stop by a branch or visit stbank.com to learn more. S&T Bank. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials, and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest Toothpaste, Secret Deodorant, Old Spice Deodorant, or Gillette Razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Back in the booth here, we are blitzing on a Friday. Just Euler, no Motes, but I got the power grid and the megawatts rocking with me. I see all your tweets rolling in. I appreciate yous. I will get to your questions, your comments, your concerns, your reactions, and of course, your game predictions. Before we get out of here, we'll also catch up with our buddy Brian Bacco of the Pittsburgh Post Gazette. Oh, about forty minutes from now. Quick math on the show, uh, as we always do. So plenty to get to, plenty to discuss. Of course, now this is normally where. All right, let me just let me just hit the sounder one time. We'll just we'll just make it feel right. It's a five-star matchup because we're in it. Five-star matchup. Anybody we play is a five-star matchup because we're in it. So this is normally the part, right, where Professor Motes steps into the booth. Five-star Friday. He tells you the five most important matchups that will determine the outcome of Steelers Saints. Well, I'm not going to do that, all right, because that would be stepping on Motes' toes. That is a baby that we cooked up together. Okay, probably a better way to describe that. That is a idea, a segment that we created together. Five Star Friday, of course, many moons ago. Uh, I think that was one of our first kind of benchmarks on the show way back in, in 2018 or 2019 uh, when we came up with Five Star Friday. But we are going to talk a little matchups here. I'm going to give you some some key uh, matchups that that I think will determine the outcome of uh, Steelers Saints Sunday 1 p.m. at Acrisure Stadium. But first. The Steelers, on Steelers Live, of course, every week, they do a segment called The Matchup. This week, it's Missy Matthews, Dale Lolly of SNR, our buddy Mike Pursuta from the DVE Morning Show. Uh, a little matchup breakdown from those three before I get into mine. Really excited about getting back into the competitive world. It's a Hall of Honor weekend. Get an opportunity to honor some Steeler legends. A terrible college poised to strike so are the Steelers. On the run, here comes a big man, Heath Miller. We got a significant week in front of us. We're excited about doing it. We tend to talk less and let our play speak for us. 
you know, definitely found things with Coach Sully, things that I want to improve on. Um, just getting, you know, mastering the offense as a whole, using the entire offense, um, you know, ways for us to, to get down the field more and, and be more explosive, which I can definitely help with. Um, so there's, there's a lot of things. So it was definitely productive off week. Hi everybody, I'm Missy Matthews and welcome to the matchup show presented by Unibet. The Steelers bye week is over. It's time for week 10 in the second half of their 2022 season. The New Orleans Saints are coming to town. Let's welcome in Mike Pursuta of the DVE Morning Show and also Steelers.com. And we also have Dale Lally, a Steelers.com contributor as well, and also on SNR to talk about it. Uh, Mike, let's start with the Steelers offense you heard there from quarterback Kenny Pickett. But one of the things that they need to get back to is running the ball. So are the Steelers rested and ready to run? They should be rested, ready to run, stay tuned. But, yeah, I think that's got to be – Job one, resuming things after the bye. You know, we still haven't seen them consistently run the ball well enough in the last season plus to, to set up the play action pass and all the things that can come off of that. Uh, I think Najee Harris is a really uh, underperforming asset that uh, they need to get straightened out because he can do so much more uh, than, than they're getting out of him right now. And that's gonna make life way easier on the rookie quarterback. So yeah, run the ball, Missy. Dale, do you see Jalen Warren, Warren excuse me, getting some more snaps based off of what you heard from Coach Tomlin on Tuesday? More snaps, I don't know about. Maybe a little more usage, um, because he's been out there a lot on third downs and in you know uh, long situations. Uh, they've, they've used him in the in the passing game a little bit. Um, they just need more period from the running game uh, in terms of usage. Uh, you know, Najee Harris averaged over 18 carries a game last season. This year, it's at, it's at 13.5. Uh, they just have to be, you know, stay more consistent with the running game. You know, if you look at the, the overall numbers, they're they're averaging a, a full yard more than what they averaged off last season. Uh, but then when you take a deeper look at that, they've already gotten 128 rushing yards out of their quarterbacks. They got 58 rushing yards all of last season out of their quarterbacks, and 53 of that came from Mason Rudolph. So, you know, most games they didn't get anything out of their, their quarterbacks in terms of running the football. This year they are, and yet the numbers are, are pretty similar. They need more production out of that backfield. Whether it be Harris, whether it be Warren, really doesn't matter. They just need to get better at it and do it more. Yeah, I think they, they really, one of the things that's gone well this season, or according to plan, is they discovered that complimentary back to Najee Harris that they were looking for in Jalen Warren. Uh, I think the breakdown's about 70% and 35%, 35, 69, something along those lines. I, I think the snaps are being distributed the way they need to be. Warren has been more productive. Some of that has been circumstantial. Uh, Matt Canada and Eddie Faulkner acknowledged that last week. But uh, I keep going back to Najee Harris. Got to get him going. I still think this is a special player. Uh, I think he's got a ton of potential. Uh, I know they have been counting on him. They were counting on him going into this season to be one of the focal points of the offense and be one of the leaders and, and one of the, the faces of the team, so to speak. And uh, it, it has not worked out from a production standpoint. They got to find the answer to that, whether it's the offensive line, the play selection, Harris being tentative, Harris being indecisive, uh, something else, all of the above. Hopefully they spent a lot of time since that game in Philadelphia trying to solve that one because I think that could really uh, impact this offense. Yeah, and it makes things easier on your, on your rookie quarterback if you're actually able to run the football, Mike. We've seen some teams this year, uh, Atlanta and, and some of these other teams that, 
you know, you, you look at what they're doing at quarterback, and it's not necessarily, uh, you know, that they're they're real explosive. I mean, Atlanta's throwing the ball about 22 times a game, but they're running the football, and it doesn't seem to matter who's in there. So, you know, you can do that in today's day and age, surprisingly enough. Yeah, Tennessee's doing a little of that too. Right, yeah. <laughs> you, you cover up, uh, you know, maybe for a little bit of your, your quarterback who's still learning the game. Mike, we just saw the stats there for Kenny Pickett, the eight interceptions he talked about those yesterday and how that will not be the case moving forward. Is it fair to say we will see improvements from the rookie based on the fact when he was thrown in, it was the middle of a game and then a very tough stretch of opponents? Yeah, I think we will just for a couple of reasons, Missy. I think just every uh, snap of in-helmet experience is going to benefit Kenny Pickett. I think some of those interceptions have been circumstantial. There was the Hail Mary at the end of the one game, tip ball here, tip ball there. Uh, I was in agreement with Pickett when he talked yesterday about, yeah, I've thrown some interceptions, but it's not as if I'm not understanding the coverage and not seeing something out there. Uh, I, I think that stuff will start to smooth out uh, the further they get along. And also, uh, the schedule is going to lighten up. And I know they're all NFL players and they're all on scholarship and any given Sunday and all that. but. Uh, you know, you got a better chance of throwing an interception at Buffalo, I think, than at Carolina. <laughs> and to your point, Mike, you know, I think uh, if you look at the breakdown, uh, you know, the games that, that Mitch Trubisky started early in the year versus the games that Kenny Pickett has started, they're averaging about 40 more uh, yards overall per game in those Trubisky starts. So he has moved the football. It's just a matter of, you know, not getting those turnovers. And, and to your point, some of those were very circumstantial. Trying to make a play late in games, you know, when you're behind. Uh, you're going to be a little less uh, clean with the football in those situations. All right, this will be the first game without Chase Claypool. The Steelers traded him to the Chicago Bears. Last game he played for them was in Philadelphia. So the middle of the field where the coaches saw where Chase was playing a lot, Pat Fryermuth, the tight ends, maybe getting some more snaps because of that. And before we talk about that, here's a little preview of the tight ends in this upcoming episode of The Standard. It's a collection of guys that put their hand in the dirt, but also uh, stand up on a two-point and run, run routes. So. And that is Zach Gentry, all six feet 12, on his way! Oh, what a great tight end screen. He can ramble, baby! I feel like being a tight end is tough because you have to know the blocking schemes, the protections, the routes. So there's a lot on our plate. I think we definitely deserve our own day. You know, it's, it's a unique position, obviously, like Zach said. I think, you know, we have to run routes, we have to block, we have to pass protect, we have to do all the three main things on offense. And I think that, you know, it's kind of looked down upon because earlier in, you know, the NFL days, they were kind of not known as being dual threat tight ends who can run block and pass catch. And it was just kind of really just run blocking tight ends. But now that, you know, guys like Tony Gonzalez and, you know, Kelsey and Gronk and those guys kind of changed the position, changed how they utilize the tight end. So um, it's definitely a cool up and coming position in the NFL. All right, you can catch the Who's full the episode of The Standard Friday night at 7 p.m. on the Steelers' official YouTube page, uh, number 88 that we see there. Mike, what are your expectations for him moving forward without Playful? Who's number 83 in this tight end feature? Well, we're going to celebrate him this weekend. Okay, as long as we get to him. Uh, okay. My expectations for Pratt Friermuth are through the roof. Uh, I think he's also being uh, underutilized or underperforming relative to what I think he's capable of. The whole Claypool thing to me isn't about the middle of the field as much as it is about just getting the ball more to George Pickens, more to Pat Fryermuth, and more to Deontay Johnson. And maybe it, it simplifies it a little bit for Kenny Pickett because uh, there's one less uh, choice to ponder while you're trying to do things a thousand mile an hour and figure things out as you go along. I think they have 
a wealth of talent in all three of those guys that I just mentioned, and they got to get them all to Baltimore. Yeah, I agree, Mike. I think Pat Fryermuth has to get at least 10 targets a game. I think he's that kind of talent. Uh, you know, I think he's right there. Uh, you know, with some of the other top uh, tight ends in, in the NFL, you know, Goddard and and, and Ertz, and, and maybe not to the level of, of you know what the what the Chiefs do with Travis Kelsey or, or things of that nature, but certainly he, he's very talented. Uh, you know, he's he's again in just in year two, I think the, a lot of untapped potential there, and uh, you know why not tap into that potential here in the second half of the season. Mike, is this a fair, uh, favorable matchup for the Steelers' offense based off of what the Saints' defense has presented through the first half of the season? You know, based on the average points per game, I'm not going to say there's a favorable matchup out there, but uh, it's it's not Buffalo in Buffalo. It's New Orleans in Pittsburgh, and the, the Saints have been banged up at corner. Uh, they had a couple of injuries on Monday night against the Ravens, including one of the really outstanding inside linebackers, Pete Warner. Uh, defensive end uh, got hurt. Uh, I'm not sure of the status of those guys heading into this game, but uh, if the Steelers can handle one on one coverage and press man coverage, there ought to be some opportunities. The other thing that really struck me watching the Saints Ravens game was Baltimore's ability to gradually wear New Orleans down with the running game. Ravens ended up running for, I think, 188 yards. The vast majority of that was in the second half. Now, a couple things played into that. All the tricks the Ravens do with the, the motions and the fake handoffs and the, uh, you know, the stupid human tricks they do with the ball, <laughs> the window dressing. Uh, Lamar Jackson also factors in very good running quarterback. But if you keep pounding <coughs> with these guys, I think you can break through. And playing with a lead, again, would help you do that. Yeah, I agree, Mike. And, and you know, I, th- I think when you look at this uh, New Orleans defense, um, they've only forced uh, two interceptions this year both by Tyran Mathau. So you can attack these guys in the secondary and maybe do so with a little less. You don't want to be the team that does throw one to, to one of those other guys, but if they don't have Marshawn Lattimore, uh, who, who didn't practice on Wednesday uh, and hasn't played the last few weeks, I mean, that's a big deal uh, you know, for their secondary because he's the one guy that you look at that, that, that you know, is a, a top-notch corner. It, you know, without him, uh, it's Mathau, and you can kind of just stay away from him. All right, it is time now for our Week 10 opening lines from across the league. Favorite part presented of the show. by Univet Sportsbook, an official sportsbook partner of the Pittsburgh Steelers. If you're in Pennsylvania and ready to place your wagers on any of this weekend's matchups, download the Univet PA app or visit pa.univet.com. Missy Matthews, Dale Lawley, and Mike Pursuta there on the matchup. On Steelers.com, on Steelers Live, make sure you're uh, you're going to Steelers.com, Steelers YouTube page, uh, if you want to catch a uh, catch the visual element of those as well too. Great stuff, great previews. Um, I'm where I'm coming down is I'm echo- echoing some of what you heard Pursuta say there. I think it was probably in like the final two minutes or so. To me, this is this is the game for the Steelers wide receivers, particularly Deontay Johnson and George Pickens, to show up and show out. Uh, Lattimore did not practice Wednesday, did not practice Thursday. Sounds like he's going to be out. That's one of the best cornerbacks in the National Football League that New Orleans is going to be without. And, yeah, they have Tyron Matthew, and he's great. We all know that. But he's not going to be able to put the clamps on all these guys by himself. And, really, 
it, it, this 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 feels like a big game for Kenny Pickett, George Pickens, and Deontay Johnson. I know we all want, myself included, uh, them to establish the run. Moats and I have been talking here on the show about how you know having Kenny Pickett throw the ball 40 times a game just isn't smart. It's just not a recipe for success at this point in his career in terms of winning games and in terms of his development. But you've got to be able to throw the football successfully against this Saints defense. They're down their best corner in Marshawn Lattimore. Uh, and then get this as well, too. Marcus Davenport, their talented defensive end. He's been limited in practice the entire week. Cameron Jordan, another one of their talented defensive ends. He uh, has been limited. Or he didn't practice the entire week and then was limited yesterday. They're banged up. Pete Warner, talented linebacker, hasn't practiced the entire week. Sounds like he's not going to go. They are missing some dudes on defense, and the Steelers got to be able to take advantage of that. Point blank, period. They also are, are, uh, it looks like, down Marcus May, the other safety, uh, Tyron Matthews' running mate, who hasn't practiced yet this week either. So, to me, Kenny Pickett, George Pickens, Deshaun, uh, (laughs) Deontay Johnson, pardon me, uh, it's it's a big week for those guys. If they're gonna have a breakthrough, if if they're gonna take some games over, it, it's gonna be this Sunday, I think. And then obviously with that as well too, Pat Fryermuth, uh, Chase Claypool is no longer gonna be occupying the slot. Feels like the middle of the field is now Fryermuth to uh, to to dominate and and to uh, you know to to really carve out there, if you will. And so I think that all lines up for there's an opportunity really for for the Steelers offense here in terms of those matchups uh they're banged up at corner they're banged up at safety they're banged up on the defensive line they've got some injuries to their linebackers I I know we've all talked about the running game and I I need to see that get going and Najee Harris and Jalen Warren in the offensive line they've got to be successful too but we also know this is the National Football League it is the year of our Lord 2022 you got to be able to throw the football across the middle, and you got to be able to hit some shots downfield. Two things that the Steelers have been very inconsistent with through the first half of the season. Time for that to change. Time to get that moving in the right direction. Not only are you playing a Saints defense that has been giving up points left and right, fourth most points per game in the league. They're coming off a short week. They're coming off a physical game against the Ravens, and they're banged up. you got to take advantage this week. You absolutely have to, point blank, period. That, to me is is massive it, it, it's 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 just of utmost importance for this Steelers offense the other side of this equation right if if you will um is when you take a look at what the Saints are dealing with on offense as well too they're pretty they're pretty shorthanded there Mark Ingram, running back, hasn't practiced the entire week. Jarvis Landry, we're familiar with him. He's been limited in practice the entire week. Michael Thomas is not playing. They're banged up on the offensive line. Their center, Eric McCoy, hasn't practiced the entire week. Guard, Andres Pete, hasn't practiced the entire week. Ryan Ramchek, one of the better tackles in the NFL, he's been limited in practice with a knee injury the entire week. Folks, this is a Saints team that is not very good that is coming off of a physical game Monday night on a short week with travel against the Baltimore Ravens that is banged up on both sides of the football. We are cautiously optimistic that the Steelers are getting T.J. Watt and DeMonte KZ back on defense. No official word yet, but that's where all the indicators are right now. All these things combining, the Steelers' offense having time to reassess and do some self-scouting, 
and hopefully get back on the same page. The defense getting healthier and getting their best player, TJ Watt, and maybe their, you know, their wild card, DeMonte KZ, back as well, too. There's there's just no excuse for both units of the Steelers to to not have a, a, a good showing on Sunday. You're at home, you're rested, you're prepared. The Saints, they're on a short week. And they have to travel. You are hopefully getting some reinforcements and some big ones in the health department. New Orleans, they're trending the opposite way. They are beat up. And yeah, I know, Chris Boswell, that's a big loss. Uh, William Jackson and Akella Witherspoon not practicing on Thursday, that hurts you. Miles Jack not going on Thursday as well, too. But to me, this this is a game ripe for the picking for the Steelers. Like I said, for those playmakers on offense, Pickett, Fryermuth, Pickens, Deontay Johnson. Uh, on defense, getting T.J. Watt back and what you should be able to do against Andy Dalton in this very limited Saints offense. I mean, this is this is not the days of, uh, of Drew Brees and Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara walking through that door. And yes, I know Alvin Kamara is still there, and he is still very good, and he's a threat, and you've got to be on your P's and Q's with him. But he's the only one on that offense that should scare you. Their offensive line is normally pretty good. It's banged up. Three of their starters are hurt. Two of them haven't even been practicing. They're down weapons. No Michael Thomas. No Jarvis Landry. No, well, Jarvis Landry might play, but he's 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 got an ankle injury that's been that's been bothering him. Mark Ingram hasn't practiced all week. There's there's just so much opportunity for the Steelers to make hay on Sunday with the offense and getting those things moving in the right direction and the defense becoming rounding into the unit that we all believe that they could be after that week one performance in Cincinnati before we learned that that TJ Watt was going to be missing some significant time. It's time, fellas. And you guys are probably noticing right now, like this is the most optimistic I think that I've been about the Steelers, you know, since week one. This feels like to me, if you are going to, you know, you got nine games left. If you want to win five or six of these nine games, hey, maybe even six or seven of these nine games down the stretch, you you need that kind of morale-boosting performance at home, in front of your own crowd, coming off the bye week, hopefully getting T.J. Watt back on Sunday. This is how it happens. This is how you start to, to row that boat in the opposite direction. This is how you turn the tide. This is how you salvage your season. And maybe not in the sense that we're all going to be looking up and the Steelers are going to be playing playoff football in January, right? But if you if you want to at least play meaningful football down the stretch, if you want to get this thing turned around and if you want to win more games down the stretch here than you do lose, it's got to begin at home Sunday, 1 o'clock, against a New Orleans Saints team that is ripe for the picking on both sides of the football. So what say you? At Wesley Euler on Twitter. Give me those predictions. We got a bunch already. Don't tweet them twice, all right? If you've tweeted it already, I got you bookmarked. Don't worry. You're on the board. Questions, comments, concerns, reactions. We'll address them all when we come back on the other side. I'll sing the Here We Go song, and we'll catch up with our buddy Brian Backo of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette as well, too. So plenty to get to in our final segment. Don't you dare go anywhere. It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR. You've spent all winter stuck inside imagining your next big home project. A bigger, brighter kitchen, a fabulous new fence, the possibility of a pool. There's so much you would do if only you could. 
The good news? With an ST Home Equity total line of credit, you can. We've got your back with financial flexibility, and we're here to support you with exceptional customer service. So dream as big as you want, and we'll help you bring those dreams home. At ST, it's just what we do. ST Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Bix, and Crest. Plus, check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head and Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details.